good people we're back another week for the big old belt wrestling podcast jumping into our second episode of 2023 as tonight folks we're going to talk about which appears to be a huge shocker in acclaim losing their tag team titles last night on dynamite um the other big thing coming out of wwe is this cody rose versus paul Heyman promo and obviously this had this is an important topic because as we continue to uh, stay on coverage as to what's going to be the resolve with the bloodline and what's going to ultimately happen at WrestleMania. We have all that and more. And AEW hitting up some house shows. We'll see how that turns out. So anyway, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to get into tonight's episode right now. up everybody and welcome back for another episode of the big o belt wrestling podcast coming to you live each and every thursday 8 p.m eastern standard time on all of our social medias uh which you can just find that out at biggobelt.com the crew is here tonight in the absence of damien we have will marcellus and jamal gentlemen how you doing tonight all right doing good hanging in there all right all right I mean, as I said in, in our opening, yes, we got some things to talk about. And we're going to jump right into it tonight, um, and, and I'm 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 sort of going to kind of look at Jamal virtually down on the screen here um, about um, the AEW tag team titles as the acclaim, which their whole build, and and honestly, watching the two of them uh, from the independents coming to AEW. Uh, Anthony Bowens has been a wrestler. I I thought, uh, and I, I you know to kind of go. Does he still go by the five two? Uh, the five two. No. Uh, okay, cool. So yeah. So <laughs> honestly, looking at his 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 gimmick and, and sort of the moniker that he he established on the Indies, and you and you look at him, you like this guy easily is should be on somebody's television uh, each and every week. Um, getting signed to AEW, I thought was a huge deal. Um, and, and, you know, we talked about uh, the, the flux of talent in that tag team division and eventually things caught on for them. Then it caught, then it got hot, then it got nuclear. And now they're one of the most over tag teams in AEW, maybe all the tag teams in the world, uh, winning the tag team titles at, uh, you were at that show, right, Jamal? Uh, which one? Uh, where they won the titles. The, 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 uh, uh, uh yeah, full gear. Yeah. Was it full gear? I thought yeah. they won it at um at the New York show. At the uh at the tennis stadium. Oh, uh, uh Grand Slam. Yeah, they won it home. They won it at home. Um, since you've come from New York or whatnot. Either way, uh, fact check us, folks. Um, but anyway, <laughs> let's just call it what it is. They've been the 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 claim has been must watch since uh, you know, they this 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 sort of fire caught on to them. 
um, winning the titles and, and, and Bowens. And then you have Max with his promos and whatnot and all the stuff with him and what. But uh, this feud with the gun club, which ultimately uh, <laughs> was the end of the title reign last night, which was shocking. And a lot of people had a lot to say about it. So that comes into our first topic. And I, like I said, I'm looking at you, Jamal. Ultimately, what was your thoughts about this? And, and was this the right call? And, and, and if you can chime in your thoughts about the acclaim as a tag team. Okay. So, so there's two things with this. Uh, the first thing is people generally don't like uh, you know stagnation. I'm tired of seeing the same thing. I'm tired of seeing the same guys pushed. Why won't they give anybody else a shot? Okay. Gun Club. They've been there since the beginning. Uh, you know, slowly chipping away. You either like them or you don't, and that goes with anybody. Homegrown too, for sure. Thousand sure. percent for sure. Sure. You know, but a son of an ass man. But whether you know, that doesn't seem to, you know, for people like, well, we want somebody new to step up. We want homegrown talent. Oh, not those guys. We don't like those guys. Well, well which <laughs> is it? I mean, you can't yeah. have it both ways. They've been doing the heel work. They didn't, and actually. Uh, if you watch the match, you know, and I'm going to get into it a little bit, but if, and if you didn't, then you might want to, uh, you know, skip ahead a little bit. But uh, the way the match went down, you know, you think like, uh oh, well, maybe Billy Gunn is going to turn on him because they are father son. That didn't happen. Okay. Well, so you didn't get the swerve that you expected. So that was a surprise. You didn't get the win that you expected. So that was a surprise. And now that you're mad that they surprised you when you've been, people have been complaining about uh, the status quo being established. You know, I already know what's going to happen because of the fact that they're booking this thing in advance. Oh, well, the gun club won. Now they booked themselves into a corner. No, they didn't. There's a bunch of teams. Number one, that's how heat works. You don't, nobody wants the gun club to win. Nobody wants them to be champions for a long time. So anybody that comes through and takes the belts from them are the face. <laughs> it doesn't matter who they are. <laughs> you know, any because everybody's collectively saying anyone but you. And the fact mm-hmm. that they've garnered that reaction is pretty smart booking. I mean, like realistically, when you think about it, that's the point. I you agree. got you got swerved in the way that you didn't anticipate. People got worked in the way that they couldn't foresee, mm-hmm. and now they're literally waiting. For the sweet salvation of anyone and their mother to come through and take those sweet titles off of them. Yeah. Or they're going to complain or write about it. <laughs> That's how smart booking works. Yeah. That, and, and also, it sets a precedent. Maybe I can't skip this match now. Who knows? What happened before may happen again. This is a, this is a match that, that this person shouldn't win. But they've done this before. And it sprinkles that seed of doubt. And now you kind of have to watch a match. You can't take it for granted that this person's a pushover. Action Andretti beating Jericho and, and, you know, and so on. Maybe that that clearly isn't as impactful as a title change, but still the point remains. Huge deal. It wasn't the match that you thought, which led to a storyline. Smart. So I'm not mad that the Glug Club won because for the reasons that I've mentioned, homegrown talent, they've been away, you know, they've been there from the beginning, chipping away. They made dark what it was during the height of the pandemic. You know, good on them for that. I respect it. I re- I respect it. Oh, 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 Jamal. Look, the, so much logic coming out of your mouth. You know that's not how this works. <laughs> okay, okay. Wait. And, what and what it, I meant to say was that's bullshit. And where's FTR? They should have came back. And you know what? They need to go ahead and bring CM Punk back go. so both FTR and CM Punk can challenge the elite 
for the trios titles and give them all five championships. <laughs> there, there, there you go, my friend. Okay, that's that's a that's 120 characters or there plus, <laughs> whatever it is there. Now, now I, I, I agree to you in a second, uh, Will. I, I definitely, I, I firmly agree. And I think to play Miner's Devil's advocate here, yes, you can look at the acclaim and say they're homegrown, but no, they had a name on the indies beforehand. So yes, you know, People knew who they were. I, should I say we knew who they were before they got to, uh, to AEW. Them coming to AEW was a lot of why I got into AEW because we saw folks who may not have worked in the WWE system, who may not have gotten a look in WWE, and this was an alternative. So you're like, hey, listen, these people have been busting their ass on the indies. It's good to see them getting a check. So, like, completely on board with them, as you mentioned. So many other new shiny tours toys came in with bigger names, more established names, ex-WWE folks. And the fact that these folks worked their way up, not only with the gimmick and all the controversy that they've been through, the injuries that Bowman's been through to get in the titles, it's a feel good moment. I think they won it at uh, at Grand Slam. They did. You're uh, correct. Okay, cool. So they did run in that Grand Slam in New York. What a good feeling there. Um, and, and then ultimately getting over, you know, Daddy Scissors and the whole Scissors gimmick, and that's you know getting some mainstream media coverage and whatnot. Good for them. But Jamal said my favorite thing about wrestling, which is why I loved AEW, uh, 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 um, Dark, which is why I liked uh, um, what uh, Dynamite was initially, especially during the height of the pandemic, uh, which is why I like NXT. And ultimately, what I hope when we talk about house shows that we get back to, the unpredictability, folks. You can't find it on the dirt sheet. You can't. It's not something that you 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 can even predict. It's just these things that makes all of these moments important. And as Jamal said, you can't just look at a match now and say, "Oh, that looks like a wash." We know the outcome there, but then you don't. You didn't read it nowhere, and it's completely unpredictable. And and it sets a precedence, as you said, to every match may maybe must watch. There's no bathroom breaks when you got these sorts of different things happening. So, yeah, go ahead, Will. All right, I think you covered. We've covered a lot of it in there already. They, the acclaimed had the belts since September, so it's not a super long run. That was the big thing I was seeing this morning. It's like, well, they didn't have the belts for that darn long, and it's like, it's been four months. The big factor to me is more than anything, the acclaimed are over. They are popular. Mm -hmm. They are huge. They are white hot. When they come out there, when that music hits and Caster's doing his rap, the crowd is all about it. It reminds me a lot of the New Age Outlaws at their damn start when they first started really clicking. The key part of that, the key part of that is when you're that damn over, you don't need the belts. The belts really don't add anything to you because you're already a hot property as it is. The belts are nice. But I can't think of anything about the acclaim that's better just because they're the champs. Them losing the belts ain't going to hurt them in the slightest bit. Now, on the other hand, there's plenty of people on that roster who need belts simply (laughs) as the gimmick. You know, the gimmick is that they are the champions. The acclaimed aren't in that position. The gun club now suddenly... Their gimmick is not just that they're, you know, the sons of daddy ass and all that. They're the champions. So that helps them out. They needed that rub to kind of legitimatize them, 
I guess mm-hmm. we can say. Mm-hmm. And of course, I saw this morning all this, you know, well, this is a horrible idea. But mm-hmm. like Jamal was saying, if this means FTR is just coming back, then it's okay. So people <laughs> are already jumping that gun of like, you know, they're only going to hold the belts for a little bit. And if FTR comes back, then that's okay if they beat them because they don't want to do FTR against the acclaimed. So, hey, it creates more matchups because like y'all said, pretty much anybody that goes against them now are instant faces. So it really opens up the tag title picture. Whereas with the acclaimed as champs, it was like you had these white hot baby faces that you probably specifically wanted to keep away from a few teams in there just because you didn't want to split the crowd or have a weird dynamic going on. But the gun club hated just, you know, undeserving champions. So the possibilities now are endless. I like it as a move. I don't think it'll last long. And it really just begs the question, once they do drop the belts, where do they go from here? Is this the pinnacle for the uh, the gun club? Or is this just the beginning of them becoming established as like a hot young team that will now be in the mix? That's what I think we'll find out later on this year. Sell us. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get in there, also quick comments. Let's go Toast Media. Yo, let's get it. Appreciate you coming through. Uh, anybody uh, watching us live, definitely get in the comments and uh, let us know your thoughts about uh, the conversations that are being had. Uh, one other thing I just want to say, too, I love, and, and I, I, I don't know if one of you two said it verbatim, but I love the fact that hard work pays off here. And and, and yeah. the reward that they're going to do in AEW, then I automatically get re re, re re-back invested into the way what I initially did, where you saw the folks who did the hard work on the indies get a contract, get on here, get in prominent spots. And it's not to say that you need the title, but yet ultimately having the title, having that feel-good moment is a win for the fans, for them, and it creates these moments that none of us ever forget. Again, Grand Slam, then went in in New York, how over they was. People were talking about the pop. Again, Jamal was there. Like, people talking about the energy in these moments. Well, that's because all the stars align, and we want that as wrestling fans to be a part of those moments, those moments that you just never forget. Which, again, when I talk about NXT going to takeovers, those special moments there. Um, obviously, during the pandemic, we did not get to get be alive in some of these things, but you saw those moments where you saw these talents that you watched forever get their moment on dark and actually get a chance. You're just like, yo, this this is dope. This this is dope. This is this is what. We all want to see our favorites get to, and this is what they work hard for. So, hey, listen, why folks aren't are mad about this? I, I love this. I do. Go ahead, Sally. Let's get in there. So, so one of the things I want to add, just piggybacking right off Will, and I'm going to piggyback off of you too, Jamal. Um, the New Age Outlaws is a great comparison to their claim. I actually had it at the back of my head as a secondary part to a story I was going to share about what Jamal said. Um, having somebody like the New Age Outlaws, or even let's take Enzo and Big Cass, when you have somebody that's story time, when you have like that white hot element to be built up into your character or to your gimmick and things of that nature, the belt is actually a great way not only to enhance other teams, but it also enhances your division. Now, I'm not trying to say you need to do hot potato back and forth and drop and add in every week of the title, but think about it what it is to the gun club. I mean, to this gun team, you know, the gun club, as far as like, okay, yes, they get the title one time, and let's say they drop it but you always remember that they're tag team champions. So if they mm-hmm. come back to another component to maybe making sure they get another chance, you might think, oh, can they be two-time champions or can they win again? And I want you to think about a story, speaking about the New Age Outlaws, and this goes back to WWE times, of giving opportunities for people when you least expect it. I don't know why I remember this vividly. 
maybe because I was a huge Road Dog fan during this time. But one Raw had the Road Dog versus The Rock for the WWE Championship or WWF Championship at that time. When you're looking at it, it's like, it's no way the Road Dog should beat The Rock ever for the WWE champion, <laughs> Championship. But what if Road Dog would have won? How could that have turned him as a character or the New Age Outlaws at that time? Could that have been what the New Day is now years ago? And could that have built them up in a different way just on character development, even though you thought they deserved no chance? Could this be what's happening now with the acclaim in this situation? Once again, it's not a direct apples to apples comparison because we're talking about a tag title versus the type title of your industry. But just thinking about what Jamal said, if you have that factor where you got to say, maybe I should turn in because I tune in because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to miss a history. I don't want to miss a component about making sure you're not capitalizing on a possible opportunity. I, I, when, when Marcellus gets to go over his uh, thoughts, we're just going to have to plug in the soundbite of story time every single time. Oh, 100%. Just, just, just do it. Or J- <laughs> yeah. Jamal, Jamal, cue it up. Cue it up. <laughs> get, I, I need, I need a little. Time. I need, yeah, get the story yeah, time I, banner. I like my story references. Yeah, and, and, and plug in the soundbite. I, I, one other thing I think is a, a fair comparison here is like UFC. When you have rankings, you have a champion. I think that you look at somebody like Izzy, um, who lost to uh, Alex Pereira, and Izzy is the man. You say he's one of the best pound for pound champs and most notable names in UFC. He loses, and you say it's like, man, that sucks. But now the division is blown open now because mm-hmm. who else could come out of nowhere and make a claim for the titles? And Yes, you may have, and, and I, I, there's another, a better example here. Uh, I got to think about it in a second. But say, for instance, you have somebody at a low ranking beat somebody for the championship. Then you got the person that, that, that lost, obviously still within the top three rankings, whatever it may be. But that person that came from five and below and comes out and win, because they do these things to UFC, he becomes the champ. He actually becomes must watch because now you're thinking like, well, shit, if he came from that low, who else from bottom of the, uh, t- uh, the rankings could come up? And make a challenge you just don't know and yes while that's not scripted it still makes every fight in the ufc worth watch because you just don't know who may randomly somehow come to stardom from having that big fight moment and i think when you come back to the to uh wwe when you come back to wrestling it's the same thing you have the champs in the acclaim who established and worked their way up but when you have somebody like the gun club that wasn't even on your radar come out and win now you start to say like well who could it be that comes up out of nowhere what other random team could this be established come up and get a chance at it so it's interesting i think that like while a lot of people are upset with this this was the this was a good call it, it wasn't a call you could predict but dad is it worth is it is it is it something that i think sets um a lot of things in a positive direction going forward so anybody else want to talk about this or are we moving forward i just want to say one last thing um it, I think that people, when they think of what makes something good, they only think of the positive outcome or the positive ramifications of it mm-hmm. and, and don't really take the other side of the coin or the other side of the equation and understand that uh, getting any remote emotion out of you, uh, getting you to do a thing, to feel a thing, good or bad, is part of it. And if you really feel a way, if MJF tells a story or dynamite that really reaches out to people so much that they feel the need to call a police station in Nassau County <laughs> to report a crime. 
that's what you that's what you're looking for um as a re- as a wrestler as, as any talent as any you know uh, whether you're in entertainment you know film whatever play whatever it's to garner that emotion and if the desired emotion if you're getting the desired result you're doing your job and don't lose sight of the fact that Austin Colton are absolutely doing their jobs and the company rewarded them for it for doing so yeah I had, to, I had to look it up real quick. The, the example I was talking about the USC when Usman lost to Leon Edwards. And considered that Usman was just completely washing his whole division. And now you got Leon Edwards who are dead in there now saying they're not even sure if he's a proven champ just because he got this win. Now you're looking like, okay, can he actually have successful defenses? Because no one believes in him as a champ, which makes all his fights now must watch. And I think that's what the attention the gun club get. I think we need to revisit this in a couple of months to say, like, what did this win actually do? For- how did it turn out? Yep. How did yep. it turn out? How did it turn out? No doubt. Let's, let's get to our second topic of the show now here. Uh, now, granted, we got the big one, so we'll leave that, see that for the second half. But let's go right back to AEW here and talk about how show plan. Is there news tied to this so far, Jamal? Um, well, yeah, I mean, well, the only show that we know of is uh, March 18th in in Ohio. Okay, um, not sure. I, I haven't heard why uh, they're doing this. I haven't heard, you know, what the tour is going to be. Um, and 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 to be fair, this isn't the first untelevised event that they've done. They did one in Jacksonville, um, like WrestleMania week or something like that a couple years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I'm really interested as to why they are starting there um, in the middle of Ohio. Uh, I wonder if this has anything to do with these events rolling into what ROH is going to be. Um, right. So, so let's, I, I'm going to get back to you. Let's, let's start off with the soft question here for everybody and definitely get in the comments. Let us know your thoughts. Also, Damien, who didn't show up for work today, did show up in the comments. <laughs> As he says, didn't mind it. The claim is over with or without the titles, as Will said, as Damien could verbally have said if he had shown up to work. Um, the <laughs> sole question here is house shows good or bad? And you can go off any limb that you want with whatever bit of knowledge you have or suspicion, whatever it may be. Marcellus, we'll start with you. So I'm, I'm thinking this, and, and shout out to locally around here, the Showplace Arena. The first place I'm thinking about if you have AEW like at a showplace show arena, it's like a house show. How big would it feel? That place like, open? It's still open. It's everything. Technically open. It does still smell like horse ass. And I will never shout out the showplace arena because it should be burned <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> I haven't hey. heard that name in years. Jealous. My he just, Lord. When you he, work in my industry, you deal with it every year. And you damn sure not the oldest on this show. And I'm no. <laughs> thoroughly confused about this reference as if like there's not a billion other little places you could have named here. <laughs> right. But you still, it's a still venue that seats quite a few people. And when you think about like house shows and you're not going to always fill out uh, Capital One Arena or some of these big arenas for house shows. But at the same time, is it something worth they don't do uh, those type of shows? <laughs> Thank you. Well, well, true indeed. So <laughs> it goes back to, is it worth the value of how much money that you put out through it? Would it be getting the investment back into it? And I'm not sure if it will financially. Um, yes, it is an opportunity to bring up those up-and-coming wrestlers to see how they would compete and, and interact with some of the other performers. And you can use that as practice time before you put it on the main show. But is he really you know, worth that investment? Or how often would you travel? 
or how many shows would you do per week? So it's, it's like I'm hit and miss. If I was to make a vote, I would say no, not right now. Um, but you can do like special theme events, kind of like WWE's is like glorified house that. shows. But they already they already yeah. do that with Dynamite. They, yeah. You, yeah, you haven't said anything that they haven't done with Dynamite that justifies why house shows should happen. They don't run big venues. They run these, and, and again, I, maybe you know, maybe it, it has to do with architecture because that, yeah, they're building bigger stadiums, but they're also building more efficient, smaller stadiums that are just as much worth going to as well. Uh, the one as you talk about places in this area, sir, I can't believe you just named Showplace Arena. As it fills in my heart. That's say, home. St. Elizabeth, uh, uh, that that venue that they run, yeah, all not the even time. not even the entertainment and sports arena, the actual hospital would be a better venue to host an event <laughs> than Showplace <laughs> Arena, right? <laughs> talk about, I, oh, that's the St. Elizabeth, right? So that's geez, no, it's new now, you know, mm-hmm. there, it's everything is popping over there, gentrification, we'll folks. See. We'll um, see. But, uh, no, quickly, I'll say, like, it's all about logistics here. This is where I draw my concerns because we see folks get used local talent get used for uh rampages some dynamites and how dark is done in conjunction with them local talent is being used so you're saying you're gonna have and, and then the the flux of talent you just don't know who you may get on a dynamite you don't there, there's not really i mean yes granted there is a, certainly an a tier but everything else is in the midst there. Like you got shows where FTR is not on it and you clearly say they're be- they're one of the best tag teams on it. They should be on there every week. But sometimes they're not, sometimes they are. So who do you venture off to the house show team? Who do you venture off with your B team, your C team? And how do you make this all logistically work with the, so I say the sporadic booking that we get week to week? That's my concern. And then the, the other thing I have to say, I'm not a wrestler, but I should just say, I'm also in a reservation of using local talent for indie shows to make your shows work which gets them paid, but now you're stripped away from them even getting a television opportunity because you don't deem it meaningful logistically for them to, to have to do that because now you have, you're going to have things kind of compartmentalized. Car, car, compartmentalized. <laughs> yes, thank I you. I got you. Tag team. <laughs> thank in. you. Thank you. So I'm, just, I'm concerned about logistics here with that one. Uh, Will, I'll give it to you, buddy. <laughs> See, here's the logistics I'm thinking of are simply when they would do them. If you're assuming they're going to do them on the weekend, what are you going to do it? Like in, in conjunction with like the random Fridays where they occasionally tape Rampage live and uh, do like, okay, we have a live Rampage just one Friday of the month. We'll then do a house show the next day on that Saturday. Because otherwise, you got folks out on Wednesday for Dynamite. What are you going to tell them? Go home Thursday and Friday, but then come back out Saturday, some of you, but then go home again to come back out the following Wednesday, maybe? It's like, logistically, the way well, Dynamite's yeah, in the middle actually. of the week, that makes things kind of tricky for running the week. Yep. Yeah. You know? not, not, not particularly, because you have a big enough roster where you can you can divvy up the roster as an A and B team. Um, for, mm-hmm. And I'm, uh, to, to that point, I'm looking at the schedule. March 15th, Wednesday, they're going to be in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Okay. Uh, March 18th is the house show in beautiful Troy, Ohio, wherever the fuck okay. that is. And then you have so March 22nd, like. the next uh, Wednesday after the Winnipeg show uh, in uh, Independence, Missouri, just outside of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So you're going okay. from Winnipeg to bumfuck Ohio to the Kansas City suburbs. Now, if you talk about travel, 
I would hate to be the guy that, and of course, making towns is part of the business. So that's not, that's the least of the rest of the problems. But maybe somebody doesn't make that Winnipeg show. Maybe they can't get into Canada. Visa. I was about to, yep. Right. You know, right. for whatever reason, maybe they can't get into Canada. Which happens to be a more common thing than not. The, the show, <laughs> the show before that is the full gear fallout. So they're doing San Francisco, um, two shows in San Francisco, the pay per view in San Francisco, Sacramento, which is uh, you know two hours up the road, and then they're going to Winnipeg. Okay, that's that's the next week. You get a week off. You, you make you make it work, and then you do the house show on Saturday, which only a handful of people are going to go to because you have you know eight matches. You meet you need twenty guys. Well, they have a hundred man roster. You can pull a small contingent yeah. to send it to the house show that's not going to go to Canada, and then you send everybody to Kansas City for their I, normal yeah. route. And, and yeah. no doubt, the, the the biggest names are not going to be doing many of these house shows. You're probably going to get one or yeah. two. You could probably get it. some like some big like some big Ohio names like Brian Pillman Jr. And I think Moxley's advertised for that first. One I literally don't give a fuck. Of course you know, but well, the first, well, as a big name they're going to have on it. I don't see the Bucks, you know, in Omega working a ton of these i don't think kenny can work in the u.s right now he has these issues but uh also also let me let me just throw something else before we get to our our, our break really quick you mentioned roh and how does this play into it as we starting to hear that roh is going to have tv tapings which is obviously something we've been trying and Please. tracking for a while long Maybe. time trying to figure out what the hell is what with this the other thing is is this also sort of an after effect to stripping AEW talent from working independent bookings now is this their mitigated uh, response to that saying you can't work GCW no more, you we're can't work PWG. We're yeah. gonna have some shows for you here. Well, let me counter that by saying that house shows are usually, and if you go to a WWE house show consecutively, mm-hmm. you know what the next program is going to be when it reaches TV. Yeah, but that's I, true. I no, yeah, no, 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 no. So, when you look at a WWE house show circuit, you know what those matches are, and they either overlap with TV or they they fall into the next you know, program on TV. Who's to say the AEW quietly, because they don't have a dojo. They don't have a, a you know, performance center. Uh, you know, they, dark really, it doesn't serve their purpose to throw things at the wall as far as like a current talent. Um, so maybe that's what this house show is, is that it's not on TV. It's just going to be the dirt sheets. there recording it on their phones. <laughs> and you know, that's going to happen. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, and and it's an opportunity for <laughs> W to AEW creatively to get outside of the box a little bit, you know, get some things done and, and see what works in front of a live audience what, that they can't normally test. What, that's what the hap- number one thing I hope, honestly, it is. Because that's what it needs to be. They need to get some of these young folks that yeah. are working these matches on YouTube, but they're only three, four-minute matches. There's they no room to get for them Lee out Johnson. There. There's no room yeah. for Brock they, Anderson. Yeah. They need to what? get these guys out there on the weekend on these house shows, hopefully, where they can make, look, okay, you're going to go out there. You got 12 minutes. We're not taping it. We're not showing it. Doesn't matter who wins or who loses. We're just, we're doing it for the people right. here, and that's it. Jade, who can't, you know, who has to be dominant all the time, is like, no, nah, you're going out here for 15 minutes tonight. You're going to actually have to sell some. You're going to have to not be Goldberg version of Maybe Jade. That practice. You're going to have to actually what, work tonight. But what happens to Orlando? So we can do that. Nothing. What? I mean, Orlando's only used sporadically. They don't they don't do okay. Orlando every sure. single week. Yeah, I wasn't they sure. May do, they may tape a month of shows in a, in a weekend in Orlando. And yeah, that's no usually problem. for just dark itself. Yeah, no problem. I wasn't sure. Anyway, um, wait, wait, we'll, 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 we'll talk a little bit more. Let's, let's, let's set our break. We'll come back with our, uh, any spotlight, other promotional stuff. Um, and jump into our last topics of the, of the afternoon. We'll be back in a second. 
A little birdie told me, everybody, that you may be interested in doing some sponsorship and advertising opportunities with us here at Big Gold Belt Media. You know what? You might as well, because we are the golden standard for all of your media needs. Why would you want to go anywhere else? Besides, all of your pre-roll ads, your mid-roll ads, as well as your on-air reads are going to be done by me, Damien G. Yeah, professional broadcaster, Damien G. We do all types of social media promotions. That means your podcast, your IG, your Facebook, your Twitter, and your business website all get shouted out on our network here at Big Gold Belt Media, where we cover wrestling, movies, comics, and more. And you can find out more information and make those inquiries, kids, because, you know, limited time offer here at BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com. Again, that is BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com. Why? would you want to go anywhere else? I wouldn't. Well, I work here, but I still wouldn't even if I didn't. So again, Big Gold Belt Media for all your sponsorship and advertising opportunities, your podcast, your IG, your Facebook, your Twitter, all of your social media platforms, as well as any business website you want us to promote on our show, Big Gold Belt Group at gmail.com and let them know Damon G sent you. All right, folks, we're back here for the second half of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, before we get into the indie spotlight, definitely want to give a shout out to moviepallet.com. Use our code GO15, uh, get you 15% off on anything on their website, on their website, any product here for all you movie lovers and goers check out their very unique uh palettes here that they got uh, that you hang on your wall from decoration put in your studio put in your bedroom whatever it is of your favorite film the easiest way for me to explain this to you is go check it out it's very custom uh, i have one myself um which you'll see when i have my new setup set up very very soon but hey you can get your first using our code go 15 get 15 percent off and get your own um, but yeah, we like to take our attention now because I put so much emphasis on how much we love the independence. How can I say that and not back it up? That That's why I throw it to Jamal off the backboard so you can slam dunk it for this week's Indie Spotlight. Jamal, what you got? Uh, sir, I play baseball and I have no idea what a backboard is. <laughs> you want me to like, give you a soft toss so you can do some batting practice or something? I mean, if, if you could. But spring training is upon us. <laughs> got, got you. I won't be a T. But I'll, I'll give you a soft toss. Okay. No problem. <laughs> uh, so this week, uh, we we go a little bit up the road for the Indie Spotlight for Flying V Fights Grapplemania. That is uh, February 18th at the Black Box Theater in downtown. Beautiful downtown Silver Spring, Maryland. You can get your tickets. Um, Better than you did in Showplace Arena. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Why we hate? That's home. Showplace is home. <laughs> I mean, he's not he's not wrong. I mean... <laughs> We'll we'll do we'll do another podcast on how bad the showplace arena is, but good lord. Popcorn was always uh, all right to me. But but yes, uh it, it is uh Flying V fights. They are starting the, uh their 2023 season uh with Grapple Mania. Uh it's gonna be a very interesting uh card. You know, Cheeseburger is gonna be there, Erica Lee, uh you know, super art fight, including Blank, who's one of my favorite uh wrestlers. But um <laughs> uh tickets start at $25. You can it is Saturday, February 18th at 4 p.m. Uh, at the Black Box Theater in beautiful downtown Silver Spring Metro, uh, steps from the Metro in Silver Spring, Maryland. But uh, get your tickets at uh, flyingv.thundertix.com, or you can look them up at Flying V Theater on the Twitter machine. 
uh, where they have a link to their bio and everything else that they do. It's it's more than just wrestling at the Flying V Theater. But Grapple Mania is next weekend. That is the 18th of February, 4 p.m. You're going to want to get your tickets because it is an intimate venue. Uh, this thing will sell out. And uh, Flying V, if you haven't, it's it's. If you didn't think that wrestling was a performance art, you'd never been to a Flying V show. So uh, they really do uh, integrate the uh, art theater world with professional wrestling in a very unique way. Uh, so it's an opportunity for you to see that in person. And you should for Grapple Mania, February 18th at 4 p.m. for Flying V Fights. All right, all right. That'll do it for the Indie Spotlight this week, folks. Get your advertisement needs, as Damien said in our commercial. Uh in those DMs or whatever bit of way you want to contact us, you can find all that information at BigOBelt.com. That way we can get your show, your product, your merchandise featured each and every week here at BigOBelt.com. Coming back for our topics. I feel like we need to revisit last topics, but we'll just leave that for, for B. There probably is some more conversation to be had. We're going to go focus on the big news, or should I say the, the big discussion coming out of WWE, which comes from the amazing segment between Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes. Before we actually talk about what's being said and the stakes here, we're going to focus a lot on Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes and their trajectories colliding to WrestleMania. With Sami Zayn being a factor, Jay Uso being a factor, hell, even Paul Heyman may be a factor at a point. Where will the fans' alliance stand with Co- Cody Rhodes being the redemption story? He is truly the American dream, not by the moniker of his or gimmick of his dad, but truly the idea of coming back, betting on himself. Granted, like, listen, this guy was a founding, one of the founding fathers of AEW, all in, all out, all that stuff. Um, And to leave that comfortability to come back into the system and and to go out on this voyage to sort of uh, restore that legacy and that 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 last missing puzzle piece to the, the family legacy. Uh, by getting this championship for something his dad couldn't do. I mean, granted, this whole story sounds super cinematic, and yet folks will rally. Folks have, and folks that hear this story could easily rally behind it because it's just truly uh, a chapter out of what does it mean to be an American? You know, going out there chasing your dreams <laughs> and achieving your goals, folks, you know? Um, but then you have Sami Zayn, which is sort of the Daniel Bryan problem but yet the good problem, because I want to say problem and negative thing, where we've seen this guy as one of our favorite wrestlers of, 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 of a long time, who's just kind of just been floating around, gets tied up with the bloodline thing. And I mean, the popularity behind this guy is not something they could have calculated would be where it's at. Um, and then Jay also part of the storyline, which makes him a little bit of a wild card in terms of how he shifts and molds everything going forward. Starting off with you, Marcellus, uh, who used to be a huge Cody Rhodes fan. Um, now you're just a, um, what is that guy that does not have a job on either of these promotions? Oh, Ken Anderson. That's right. That's right. That's his name. That's right. Um, Ken Anderson's biggest mark in Marcellus. 
Uh, <laughs> which I could have got a $20 picture with him at Showplace Arena, which I did not do because the line was oh, too God. long. Oh, it all goes back to Showplace. It does. <laughs> go ahead. Jeez. Go ahead. Please, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. But I, I just would love to hear your thoughts about the, the promo itself, either the promo itself or mm-hmm. just how you feel the the fans are rallying behind Cody with this. Like, what's just your overall thoughts about, you know, the segment and whatnot? So I won't take uh, all the points of it, but I will say this. For somebody like Paul Heyman, who I think is one of the best, if not the best talkers in all of wrestling history, um, if you make him react with the gut of realism within a promo uh, a scripted segment per se that's a good job of what you've done um and cody being the son of his dad who taught the promo classes of how to build that's my point best, some of the best storytellers or the best mm-hmm. ring conversators or conversers in the ring right now and having him do that that's something that is not only taught, but that's something that's DNA naturally given that sometimes you can't teach certain people. Um, and just to see Paul's reaction and those that read his lips, that when he turned his face, he said, son of a bitch. You know, that, that you really <laughs> got him to the point, like, how do I come across this? But still ha- having him bounce back to go to that back and forth promo. The way that Cody is really developing as a talker is literally, and I'm going to go to storytelling, it's, it's really building to that story magnet where he can hit you with the realism and even throwing references like Wachovia and those who know what Wachovia banking are old enough to this before it turned to Wells Fargo. It's like, dog, you really hit something right there on that promo. And I think the, he needed that for this moment because even though he was great at coming back at the Royal Rumble, winning the Royal Rumble match, there's this still thing on SmackDown that is on fire right now with the Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns storyline, what Jey Uso is doing as an X-Factor, that Raw needed to do something to build both shows together. So if Cody showed up on SmackDown on a random segment, what would that reaction be? That's where you have to build it individually before you put them two together. Because right now you can't put Cody against Roman and Sami because it's not even going to touch where they are right now. But they needed this segment to build up what could potentially be. And I think that's why Cody kind of referenced Sammy in his promo early on before Paul Heyman came through to bring that realism to the fact. Uh, like we mentioned off, off uh, the air before we came on, we already seen this twice in the recent years. We've seen this with Kofi Mania in this circumstance, and we've seen it with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. You don't want to take somebody as big as Cody or where he is now, building another company bringing him back to his home area and then having it where it's sabotaged because the fans are gearing towards somebody else that's not intended to your storyline. And I said this from the beginning, Cody Rhodes came back to win the WWE Universal Championship right now. You need to make sure you build him to be that top guy if he's the person that's going to take the belt off Roman. Hey, well, you're kind of our historian here. I, I, I okay. why you, why you, why you answer this question? I, I think it's also important because I feel like you know, just in case our audience just don't wear. What, what would you say is the importance of Dusty in all of this? Because it's just it, sometimes it oh. sounds like a name that's just thrown around, and people just like it's his father. Like yeah. he didn't win. And like yeah, you know. This week they went very heavy. With invoking the legend of the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And I I have no doubt there's going to be more of that. But tying Paul Heyman into it was a hell of a move. And hell, tying it into Roman Reigns 
And the performance center was a hell of a move because Dusty was there when the performance center started. Yeah. He was down there when Roman Reigns was going around as leaky, wearing the suit, wearing the wearing the boots and trunks. Boots and trunks, Roman Reigns, that we never even saw on the main roster. So <laughs> he, of course, was there for that. So it's like they the 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 the, the ladies of NXT often talked about how Dusty looked at them as his kids. They yep. were Dusty's kids. You can't tell me now that they're not going to lean on that with the idea of that Dusty's actual blood is coming after Roman Reigns. Now, there's a lot of history to pull on here. The whole part with the title, though, is Dusty Rhodes was multiple time NWA World Heavyweight Champion. He wrestled for the WWF title a few times in the 70s, but he never was WWF champion at any point. He never held any gold in the WWF, period. A few times he was there, he was mostly an NWA guy. So Cody is trying to win the belt that his father never held. He's trying to, you know, complete the family legacy is what they're leaning into here. And Sellers made a hell of a damn good point that the thing that really stood out to me in that promo on Monday is how they made a very specific point of Cody putting over Sammy at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Not trying to take away from Sami Zayn, not trying to undercut that match, saying, you got your shot coming up in Montreal. I respect that. I want you to go for it. If it comes down to it, then it's you and me at WrestleMania. But if that doesn't happen, here's where we are. And that's where Heyman came in, and we got into the whole the, the, the history and everything that it could be. But they did a great job, I thought, of not undercutting Sami Zayn and yep. where he stands right now. We have two very hot baby faces in WWE right now. And I think they're being very careful about, like Sellers was saying, Cody hasn't shown up on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And for God's sake, he better not for a while. <laughs> him and Sammy should not be near each other for at least a month. Until Sammy's stuff plays out in Montreal, you need to keep them apart. Correct. We have the acknowledgement. Don't take it any further than that. Because Sammy, Jay Uso, the whole story with the bloodline, there's enough going on right there. Cody don't need to be anywhere near that while we get to Montreal next weekend. Yep, and that goes right to Jamal. Next weekend, Montreal, the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> so, so your thoughts about the segment, but ultimately because of sort of, I say, kind of paving the direction, and so shall I say, the certainty into the direction of where the Elimination Chamber is going to go. What sort of your thoughts about what the next steps are going to be? Okay, so the first thing about the promo itself, I... I... I hate promos in general. Uh, they take away from the wrestling, which is why I watch the show. Um, it's like watching a football game for the commercials, but people do that too. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. So here's why I don't care. Uh, you have you have uh, Cody, who is being positioned, of course, when he came into the company, you know, it's positioned at the top. Uh, we know why he's there. We know exactly what he's going to do, and he's doing exactly what he claimed to do. Number 30, wins the Royal Rumble, all of it. And then you have Sami Zayn, which is kind of the X factor, the thing that they thought was going to be a thing, but never really factored into the equation. So WWE is in the precarious position of having to uh, dismiss Sami Zayn quietly while getting their golden goose Cody in there to take over for Roman Reigns, who deserves a well much-needed vacation, at least until SummerSlam. Um, and let the bloodline, you know, just kind of fizzle and, and set itself out. And then Cody goes, gets his glorious baby face run 
Uh, it's a summer of roads. Everybody's happy. But obviously, Sami Zayn uh, is the X Factor, and that's the, the monkey wrench. And the reason why I don't care about that is because WWE is not going to call an audible. They're still going to run the play. And unfortunately, they have something. They have a tangible thing. People are invested in a way that we haven't seen in, in, in a while, and they're still just going to run the play. And so whatever happens at Elimination Chamber, you know, it is what it is. Uh, there is no way in the blue hell that you set up Cody versus Roman and change that to Cody versus Sammy. <laughs> there is no way in the blue hell Got that you send, you send Sammy to Montreal on the SmackDown before and give people a reason to believe that he could win uh, the night after. It's on Saturday at Elimination Chamber. There's no way that he should win that match, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. So it is more to the point of like I I want to be invested, but this is looking forward. You don't bring Cody in and have him positioned as such, and then not put him on pause, which they should do. So and, you know, and 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 you know, Damien says that Cody cuts uh, promos like a politician. Uh, well, he does want to run for state senator in Georgia. Um, but but realistically, you know, for me to be invested in in Cody and his dream, because Cody had a dream too. Um, yeah, he did. He's goddamn right he did. Uh, that's yeah, he why did. he ended racism last year. Yes, but, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but I need to be invested in Cody as a person, and I'm not. Because so just much like with Roman a couple years ago, he came in at the top, positioned at the top, and then constantly and repeatedly given, you know, the opportunity to be at the top. And it's just like, eh, no. So uh, it's kind of just like, I, I am interested to see where they go from here. But unfortunately, I, I don't think they're going to call an audible and let, let let magic happen. Let I got a couple of short rebuttals here. Uh, I, I, I got a couple of rebuttals. Let's get some short answers, shall I say. Uh, Will, you first here. We talked about earlier about mm -hmm. the significance of folks having the title and how that elevates them. And sometimes it doesn't is what side of the coin is Sami Zayn on this one? Who here's the thing. We talked about this last week. If they gave Sami Zayn the title, it would only be temporary. It would be very short. Sammy's not going to make those trips over to see the Prince where the big money is and all that stuff. So Sammy would be very limited. It would be a very short run. And honestly, I, I think it, it would, we, I think we said it earlier. I think it would come across as like a lifetime achievement award as opposed to a real title run. Ooh. It'd be like when it would be like when Rey Mysterio became champion, um... you knew damn well, the moment he won it, he wasn't going to be keeping it and being a champion long-term. It was just, uh, okay, he's getting his run with the belt. It's a couple months. See, that's it. That's interesting because, like, I didn't, I mean, like, then there's folks like Bobby Lashley and, and Kofi that you say, like, oh, yeah, they finally wanted to, you know, throw some uh, right. <laughs> equality in here. Yeah. Uh, the whim. So I, I, I feel you, though. I think that's definitely, like, a, a looming factor. So coming right back to you again. What about Cody? Does he need mm -hmm. the title to elevate who he is, or is he okay even if he lost? 
it's the cherry on top of completing his story is what it is. Does he need to win it at Mania? Not necessarily. They could extend it. It doesn't necessarily need to happen yet. But from the moment he returned that night after WrestleMania, they made this his story. That he's going to win the title that his daddy never won. So now he's got to win it. He's got to win it. Otherwise, you're just cutting his legs off. So it doesn't have to happen at Mania, but it needs to happen this year, I would say. But at this point, hell, after that promo... Ah, if I'm betting, it's happening at Mania. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. I just, I just want to add to you. Talked about the ladies of NXT, and I always said that uh, Paige was the last graduate of the Dusty Rose Academy, and everyone mm-hmm. always talks about how good her promos are. And obviously, all of the horsewomen, uh, you know, we always knew that they had the tools and whatnot. Uh, but the folks, you, the traces of Dusty and what he's done. For those that that NXT is it, his print and his legacy is always going to be ingrained within the industry because of these folks and to see Cody show up in the way he did because I, I never was a fan of his story times in AEW so to see this was actually like a okay cool you are his son you you can do it if you need to do it but to you sellers because this is something we talked about about folks in the comment you made about folks who somehow untaps. A, uh, you know, taps and unlocks this potential that it's probably their God-given uh, uh, talent, but they just didn't actually utilize it. And I think when you talk about wrestlers and the most over-wrestlers are the ones who are just being themselves. Selves, yep. yep. First name in group of p- folks that come to name, the New Day. Mm-hmm. And let's just see where their career went ever since they went from God's property yep. to the New Day here. Do you think because Cody's story is now becoming so personal, he's back on turf? Because it's not to say he didn't honor his dad before, but now that it's 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 personal and it's real, and it's 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 the goal is obtainable now. Do you think this is sort of the driving factor behind his promo being the way it is? And do you expect a lot more to just continue to just get better and better? So I would say yes. And I would say this is like the third time's a charm for him doing this. The first time was with Legacy when he was with Ted DiBiase and Randy Orton. The second time when he was tagged with his brother where his father was part of that storyline. This time it's the first time that he's really doing it on his own in WWE. And I expect him, if booked correctly, that he needs to do it in a way where he could be himself. Now here's what I also say too, and I'll put a little spoiler. I think in order for Cody to do it, he has to be a heel. You have to make him a heel if Roman Reigns is eliminated from the equation. Well, wait a minute. Cody so, never said he, he didn't want to be a heel. This no, is what no, I no. was told last week. Oh, my, this is insane. Uh, this, except go it ahead, makes go sense. Ahead. That's why I said it last week. Cody mm-hmm. should be a heel. Mm-hmm. Don't agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. And, like, literally, and I'll put this teaser in there. What happens if you have a double switch between champion titles and then a heel face switch at the same time? Just, I just, just, just I'm going to tease it. I'm not going to say how it's booked. Just tease it. Well, now when you have that Summer of Rhodes, it's the bad guy. Okay, so one, he doesn't want to be a heel. And I'm going to keep saying this. This is what okay. truly drew this is what drove him away. Part of partially what drove him away for AEW. My man was getting booed out of the gym. His wife was catching straight bullets. It just wasn't a good look over there. So, he also so, said but, he didn't talk about Dusty. 
And and they had a 10 minute promo about him. For sure. For sure. So, but I but I think that when you talk about the champion, because Sami Zayn is eliminated from this from this part of the mm-hmm. conversation. And we got a couple of more minutes before we wrap up. Let's talk about the scheduling for premium live events for WWE. Mm-hmm. I would assume Backlash is next. Yes. And then I would assume Saudi Arabia is right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I would assume the O2, uh, not they're not at the O2 Arena, but they're going to uh, uh, the uh, 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 Wembley. Money in the bank. Yep, for Money in the Bank. And then did y'all notice that SummerSlam somehow came up a little bit earlier here? Detroit. Yeah, it's in Detroit. Yeah. Tigers are home Four that feet. weekend. I mean, Four we might field. have to be in Detroit. I, I I might be with you on that one. I, if they play I the Guardians, you. I might I make you. it. They play so, uh, they play Tampa. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so so Sammy obviously, and if Sammy did win, that means like he's going to go to backlash, and then it automatically going to flip. I don't know. It could be that. Could not be that. I don't know. I just think that when you talk about the the, the summer or whoever's going to be the champion, one, well, I think you want to give Roman Reigns some rest. I think it's well deserved. He's already. Accumulated enough accolades here. I think it should be Cody, who's completely rested, by the way, <laughs> to carry into SummerSlam. And I think that, like, we need to see Sammy and Cody continue to build one another up. And I would love to see that program be shifted all the way to SummerSlam. Now, granted, you want to have a a, 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 a a heel versus face thing. I get it. That's just, you know, traditional booking. Why can't it be two faces and it still go over? Why can't they both be over and it just be a good match? And, of course, that it will be a good match on paper, it looks like. it. I don't know if I've ever seen them. Have we ever seen them two wrestle? Cody and Roman? No, Cody, Cody, and, Sammy. Cody and Sammy. Not that I can recall. Not that I can recall. No, Sam, when Cody left, Sammy was already... He was in WWE already. Under the umbrella. Yeah, so they couldn't have met on the indies. Yeah, they weren't in Ring yeah. of Honor at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. uh, I don't know. But, I, again, I, 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 we know Cody wants to be like him being a heel. is not going to work. But I think Cody does have to win at WrestleMania, and I think you just carry – the bloodline has to completely fizzle out mm-hmm. at some point. And then we want to see Sammy and Cody uh, carry as the top – faces though probably those um Seth in up there as well too you know Gunther you know two heels that can absolutely work and keep these things interesting and going for um until well you the thing we got to remember with this is Cody just showed up last year he was gone most of the time injured and before he got hurt the only program he worked with Seth Rollins anyone you put him in with is pretty much a fresh matchup at this point Fact. he hasn't been around and right. hell we know this from from uh the weekend for uh Royal Rumble that man is selling merchandise hand over fist and coming <laughs> off two years of the bloodline for now, at least make your merch money on him. Let him have his baby face run as like Mr. Americana American dream. And then when that fizzles out, then you flip him. But right yeah. now it, it's a perfect storm to have a baby face champion coming off of two years of Roman reigns as iron fist as the tribal chief in my mind. Hey, you, you mentioned shirts. Uh, Dave LaGreca on um, Busted Open said that they need to, and it might have it might have either been him or it might have been um, Mickey James, but one of them said that they need to build Cody up like Rocky, and they need to have the shirt that says mm. uh, "Win Cody Win." And I said, "Wow, yeah. well that that right there." <laughs> Plenty of time to get it done. <laughs> so. Um, anybody want to add anything else on, on this uh, before we before we get ready to wrap up? Uh, it was, I mean, 
regardless of what happens in WrestleMania, we still got to get there. So the next two SmackDowns are going to be arguably the most important SmackDowns. Agreed. In mm-hmm. recent memory. Agreed. Still I mean, got this the is a point card. in television. Yep. Agreed. Jay yeah. Uso still unseen since Royal Rumble. So yeah, stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. Would it be interested? Would y'all be interested if the Usos just forfeited their titles and didn't lose? Would no, you go with dumb. that? No, they have to oh, lose. They have to lose. That's that. insane. Okay, I I say that's what Oscar should have did at NXT. Just just drop it. No one could beat you. I would like Jade to do it too. I think it's okay to say like I'm the best and I'll just vacate this to go to net. I mean that's what they do in, in um. Look, he could he what, could say that. Something tells me the bloodline wouldn't go along with that. <laughs> If they lose, I would mm. like to see them to lose in a ladder match for the titles. Mm. Mm. Well, folks, um, that's going to do it on tonight's episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, unless none of my fellow team members here have anything else to add before we wrap up. No, let's go home. Let's go home, then. Uh, folks, catch us live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Twitch, on all social media that allows live streaming and you can catch up with us on all our news updates and coverage and so on at biggobelt.com thank y'all so much for tuning in for tonight's conversation let next week we certainly will have more to talk about more bloodlines more rumors more gossip or more things that people are mad about all that good stuff we'll, we'll be here to cover it but until then folks y'all be safe and we see you then what I really need.